Hi, this is Frugal Forever. It is a podcast about the money conversations you wish you could have with your friends. <laughs> Way too long. Oh my God. It can be a bit long. Okay, just in case you've missed the last couple of episodes, Josie's doing this thing where she insists on trying out a new tagline at the top of every episode. We should do it's like a little vote, like a little Insta vote or something. Just See say what? this is a podcast about money. Podcast that gets brutally honest about money. Okay, who sure. are you? Oh, <laughs> hello. My name's Katie Cunningham and that's Josie Parsons. And uh, it's good to be here, Josie. I know. I feel like it's been a while I know. since I've seen you. I know. And, you know, God bless our guests who come on this podcast. I love them very much. But, you know, sometimes it's nice to just have a bit of quality time, one-on-one, me and the old gal catching up. Yeah, it is really good. Um, this week we decided that we'd we'd clear a few things. We want to um, talk about the difference between stingy and frugal. Mm. We sort of alluded to it on an mm. episode before. Um but yeah, I just feel like we need to lay it all bare. Yeah, well, um, if only so that people can stop saying to me in real life, oh, you know, you three little money-saving podcast. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this isn't a money-saving podcast. This isn't about like stinginess. This isn't about like hacks to but get But saving rich. money isn't stingy. No, no, I know. Yeah. But it's just like frugal is a way of life. So true. And it's not a negative one. Frugal is a way of life. Stingy is a personality flaw. Oh, my God. That's yeah. beautiful. Did you pre-prepare that? <laughs> I actually didn't. It just came out. <laughs> God damn, you're good. I know, genius. Um, But legit, I do <laughs> – it is hard to like when people are like, oh, my God, a money podcast. Have you heard about like how the Dow Jones is going? Oh, my God, I'm I like, know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you clearly don't understand <laughs> what this podcast is. It's about talking about money. It's not about like – actual money advice yeah so anyway the difference between frugal and stingy you just made a beautiful point like what else is the difference between frugal and stingy okay so i've been thinking about this Mm -hmm. difference between frugal and stingy frugal is asking your friends to come over for dinner and cooking them dinner with like food you already have Mm. stingy is asking for your friends to come over for dinner and asking for them to like chip in for the groceries mm. to cook the dinner. Do you mm. know what I mean? That's so like true. frugal is like, I can't afford to go out to dinner with my friends. But like I already have like some pasta and shit in the fridge. I can just like give to everybody and we can all share. And then it's like that sharing economy. Whereas like stingy is like to the dollar. Mm. Like, yeah, that's, that's my biggest example. Mm. I mean, I feel like I was thinking about this also. And I feel like the difference is like frugalness becomes stinginess when it a impinges on other people or Mm -hmm. b just like stops you from living your life in any meaningful way so for instance when I say impinges on other people if you live in a share house and you never buy toilet paper for the share house because you know you can get away with it and you don't want to spend that extra four dollars at the supermarket that's stingy because then your housemates have to like foot the bill for you um and I think, oh, like the key example of it impinging on others is if you go out for dinner and the bill comes and you want to fucking itemize that shit. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. It's not how it works. Yeah. That like literally grinds my gears. Oh, grinds my gears. My pet peeve is if you go out for dinner and one person doesn't drink and then they're like, oh, well, I didn't drink. So 
I'll pay less. And it's like, no, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. Like we live in an alcohol fueled world. Like I respect your decision not to drink, but like you can't, you can't get that splitty hair about the bill. Just split it evenly. That was your choice. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, it does suck. It does suck for that person, but I also agree that it's like. It sucks if they're like a sober person. It doesn't suck if they just decided not to drink because they're being stingy and didn't want to pay for the alcohol. Yeah. That would really frustrate me too. Yeah, it's so annoying. Apart from like, (laughs) I feel like all of our um, examples are like dinner examples. (laughs) What else is like a really stingy thing to do? Mm. First frugal. Okay. Stinginess is not related to how much money you have. Yes. Like that is actually a key point. It's not about just if you don't have money, that's totally fine. That doesn't make you stingy. It's having money and choosing not to spend it even though you could. It's like hoarding every dollar for the sake of it. Whereas being frugal is like, you know, the value of a dollar. Yes. Oh my God. Cause like heaps of rich people are stingy. I feel like I'd say they're the stingiest type of person. Yeah, Mm. for sure. There's like so many examples I could give of people who've been really stingy, but it's like, what if they listen? don't want to call it out <laughs> I know. This pod. I know. But like, I'm literally like telling them up, like, ching, ching, ching. Um, I, one of my favorite quotes of all time, I don't know if I've said it on the pod before, maybe I have, but you know, Richard Flanagan, who wrote The Narrow Road to the Deep North? Uh, I know the name. Yeah. Well, when he wrote that book and he won a really big prize for it, he donated all of the prize money to like Aboriginal literacy and a bunch of other charities. And when he was interviewed and asked why he did that, he said, money is like shit. If you pile it up, it starts to sink. But if you spread it around, things start to grow. Wow. Yeah. And I feel like that is stinginess. Like you just pile up money for Mm. no reason other than for it to be your own stuff. And that's rotten. Like that's just gross. Yeah. Yeah, there is like an inherent selfishness to stinginess, yeah. I think. Like it's not stingy if you are a single mom supporting your kids and like you're really struggling to make ends meet. So you like, no, we can't go out for dinner. But stinginess is if you have plenty of disposable income and still, I don't know, hound your friends about the $5 they owe you for a coffee. Yeah, I know. It's like... Yeah. And there's so many things that I just like let go in my life because I think like sometimes I have, I like admittedly have been the stingy person and like I regret. Oh, when have you been the stingy person? Well, like I remember early on in my money journey when I like decided that I wanted to be like better with my money. I think it's maybe like two years ago. Um, I like went out to the movies with my friend and friends and just put everything on my card. And one of my friends paid me back and the other one didn't. And it was like $25 or something. And this friend, like she, she always get, like we're very like now, especially like very fluid. It's like, I'll get the next one, do mm. the next thing. But I was like, I want to be better with my money. And so like I texted her being like, hey, could you transfer me this? And then she forgot. And then like I asked her again. And like because of our relationship, I knew that it would actually be fine mm. and that I shouldn't have asked just because of the way that things were and how much she had done for me in the past and stuff. So I like regret kind of that kind of behavior. I think that sometimes when you are trying to be really good with your money, you do lose sight of some of those like social, Mm. like Mm. social norms or like social constructs that we all just kind of have to like deal with. Mm. Yeah. That's kind of the thing, isn't it? It's like you're losing sight of the fact that money is not the most important thing. Yes. Which is, can be easy to do but 
yeah, it's like when you start putting money above like your friendships or your like social life or whatever else, you that's when you're doing it wrong. Yeah, and it's also like the other thing I feel like I always need to clear up about this podcast is like we're not we're not doing it so that we can get rich, although like that would be sick. That would be nice. Yeah, <laughs> please. Um, but it's just like talking about the stuff that happens around money because our whole world is money. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I just feel like that misses so many points because you become so like, blo- like what's like very like narrow side? Tunnel vision. Tunnel vision, mm. yeah. If you're, if like being rich and money is the only thing you mm. want, mm. you miss all the other stuff. Mm. Stingy is when, yeah, it, it is affecting your quality of life. Like if you won't go out for dinner because you don't want to spend money or if you won't. No, but like I would disagree. I feel like sometimes it can be frugal to say like, no, I'm not going out to dinner. It would be stingy if you went out to dinner and then was just like, oh, I only have $20. Sorry, I can't pay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. No, that's true. It's, But it's more like if you have the money and you choose, you're just choosing not to spend it just because – you just want to hoard it yeah. instead. And it's like, well, money, as, as I think we've said on this podcast before, like it's a means to an end. Mm. Like, yeah, it's good to have savings, whatever, but don't let that get in the way of actually living your life. So fucking true. Mm. Wow, this ties really well into my money content. Oh, and say my money content's about stinginess. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Well, mine's not, but it's about spending money oh (laughs) as most money content is your face is like uh so i think a prime example of someone being stingy would be someone who came to a wedding and didn't give a gift (laughs) like a certain person we know (laughs) we should have got him on this episode when we discussed this stuff so we have a mutual friend who we won't name, but he knows who he is. And he's a great guy. He's a great guy. We love him. But he is the stingiest man that has ever walked this earth. And he said he doesn't buy gifts when he goes to weddings because what was his justification? I forget what his reason was. But he was like, some friends I do, but if I'm not that good of friends with them, I won't buy them a gift. Wasn't he like, you don't have to invite me or something? Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. It's like, it was their choice to invite me. <laughs> oh. Which is just like. That goes against like everything our society is built on. Mm. You have to buy a gift if you go to a wedding. Mm. Okay, so my money content of the week actually came out a while ago. But then when we were talking about how we were going to do an episode on Stingy vs. Frugal, I was like, mm, I'm going to save it for that episode. Mm. So it's called The Batshit Lengths These Guys Go To To Retire By Age 40. Oh, <laughs> I fucking hate these people who oh, are I like, these people retire so at 30 much. or whatever. I hate them with oh. every fibre of my being. Okay, so it's by Maddie Holden in Mel Magazine and it's about the FIRE community, which stands for Financial Independence Retire Early, which is absolutely a collection of humanity's Disgusting. worst people. <laughs> so, okay, so basically their thing is like they – as. This article says the FIRE community is a group of bloggers, podcasters and authors who evangelize about escaping the rat race through the power of frugal living. But it's like, so I used to go on Reddit a bit and because I obviously have an interest in money, I subscribe to all these like money related boards. And so I found myself subscribed to this board about FIRE and any time a FIRE post came off my feed, I was just like, the fuck is this? (laughs) Like... It just, I feel like it doesn't make sense. Like it's never really explained. Well, maybe I'm just fucking stupid, but it's never really explained properly how they do it. It just, oh, no, oh, nothing about it is appealing. So, okay. 
basically the premise of it is you live on a small percentage of your income, like less than 50%, like at most, like maybe like 30%, 20%, invest the rest into savings and then retire early. So it's like, it's not like you're actually doing anything smart with money. It's not like you're making all this money. You are literally just working like a dog until you're like 40 and then never going out, never spending a dime and then retiring so you can continue to live really cheap until <laughs> yeah. you die. When it's just like, dude, why bother? Like, just keep fucking working, man. Like, But do you t- tell you what disgusts me most about this stuff? Like maybe, I mean, I'm in two minds because I'm also like, work, work, like in capitalism are bad. Mm. But like work is also contributing to society. And if you say like later days at like 40 or 35 or whatever – like, what are you actually doing for the rest of the world? Yeah, like, no, it's what are you so contributing? selfish. Nothing. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> sorry. I went on the Reddit board today and one of the <laughs> top most recent posts with this guy being like, what do you tell people when you're fire? Like, as in like, you know, me and my wife are retired and now we try and make new friends and they ask what we do for work and we're like, oh, like, I don't know. Like, we don't work and people get really weird about it. And it's like, yeah, because you're a fucking freak. Like, you deserve to be ostracized. <laughs> Not that they're freaks, but they're just like they. Oh, they. Th- how do you justify that to people? That's the thing. It it's is like how do you justify it? It's the antithesis of everything I believe about money. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, it just repulses me. So, in this article, she talks about how like oh they just like they don't wash their clothes very often because they don't want to spend the money on like extreme cheapskates. Literally like extreme cheapskates. Oh my God. Um, they don't ever go out for dinner. I know I'm always talking about going out for dinner, but for me, that's just an example of living <laughs> a life it. well lived. Yeah, and yeah, it's like, yeah. what's the point of living if you never fucking go out? Like, and truly like a good dinner with great food and like great combo and you're like a little bit tipsy and like that. Fuck me up. Fuck me up too, man. Like that is- that's great oh that, that is, is living fucking living yeah um yeah but <laughs> oh it just sounds awful um uh, sorry oh and then also this article was kind of saying how like a big characteristic of this community is that it's very male driven like there's very mm. few women in it um and well that's because like women can't just opt out of all of life's many expenses as we've talked about many times before yeah, that's so like true. these dudes just have like one outfit for the whole of winter like cool that you're privileged enough that no one cares what you look like and still values you as a person anyway but most people don't have that privilege yeah. or like they just don't clean because they're pieces of shit and i don't know women have more standards than that or just like cost of beauty shit or like fucking childcare if they have children yeah uh fucking gross but then um they all complain about how they can't find women and (laughs) (laughs) like i feel like the the fire community and the incel community would have like so much in common oh my god i can't believe they haven't like merged yet (laughs) (laughs) it should be like some sort of fire incel summer i'm sure there's a subreddit actually when we started this podcast someone that i was talking to was like oh like because they heard i was doing a money podcast they're like oh you heard of fire i'm big on that and i was like like (laughs) In my mind, I'm like, absolutely <laughs> not. Like, we will never be a podcast that's like, this is how you fire. Like, oh. no fucking way. Um, okay, so can I read you some quotes? Yes, please. <laughs> uh, so one, this guy, 
oh, I think this is like the leader, their leader. His name is Mr. Money Mustache. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Not his real name, I assume. <laughs> he says, we do not get our meals out mostly because I hate eating out. My wife cooks practically all our meals. Cool. Oh. Slow clap. So you just rely on the unpaid labor of mm. women to do your shit for you. Also, why don't you enjoy going out? What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, why don't you just die? Like, <laughs> why don't you just die? That's fucking cheaper. Seriously. But it is really, like, it is really like that. It's like, save, save as hard as you can. And then at 35, you can die. Yeah. That is like what it is. Oh. What's the point? I know. He says, he says he's bragged that he's been known to eat containers of pure olive oil to save grocery costs. What? Josie, Contain- I'm just what saying what I heard. So he just like drinks olive oil. He just like oil. drinks olive oil. I don't know. It's disgusting. Uh, do any males have trouble attracting women? I certainly do. User Meth Pierce asks in a fire forum, adding that women look down on him because he saves 85% of his income. Yeah, as they should. Yeah, <laughs> literally as you they should. should. Be, you should be shamed out of the village. They're like, that. how? why don't women like me? It's like they probably go out on a date and the guy is like, oh, sorry, we can't actually go anywhere. Let's sit in a park and share a container of olive oil because I'm fucking fire. Literally. Like, no way would I date that person. Yeah, that's awful. That's so gross. Like, they literally don't wash their clothes. <laughs> <laughs> But like Saiba, I love these Reddit names. It's always like, <laughs> it's always like green moustache f- fucker or whatever. Like they're just disgusting. Um, another quote is Joe Udo, another prominent fire blogger, is at least honest about the extent of his wife's contribution and sacrifice. He boasted he quit his computer engineering career to start a blog name to retire by 40 and then dropped the news on his wife while she was seven months pregnant. Of course, she didn't like that one bit, he jests. How does he do it? Rental and online income, dividends and dot, 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 his wife's income. And I quote, life has been outstanding as a stay-at-home dad, blogger and early retiree, he enthuses. On the other hand, Mrs. RB40, that must be his username, has been working full time. That. I know, it's disgusting. It is so disgusting. So, okay, quick sidebar into my childhood. Mm -hmm. So when I was. (laughs) I feel like in movies where it's like. (laughs) 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 Goes back. So I went on exchange when I was in high school. I lived with this Danish family. If they're listening now, I'm very sorry. But (laughs) (laughs) the like dad was just unemployed and he just stayed at home and played computer games all day while the mum like worked in Copenhagen, which was an hour and a half drive away. And then she came home and cooked dinner every night. And he just literally sat around like a piece of shit doing nothing. It was revolting. Oh no. I know. You just want to shake people like that. I know. That's really disappointing. I know. Um, I just, I really would like to know their motivations. Like, does the piece talk about that at all? Like, why, what is, why do they not, like, I know nobody wants to work. It's like, whatever. But like, why so badly? Mm. Why wouldn't they just try and find their passion instead? Mm. I don't know. Like, lazy. Yeah. That's the only conclusion I can draw. It's like, they think they're beating the system or something. And they're like, ha ha ha, you're working until you're 60 scammed and it's like yeah (laughs) sure like it sucks to spend 40 hours a week in an office but you know what else sucks spending your whole life sitting at home because you literally can't afford to exit the house yeah like and having no friends or no partner because like no one can stand to be around you because you're so stingy and also as you progress in your career your income goes up so like you're making the most money towards the end of your time in the workforce and like maybe if you want to retire early like 
shoot for 55 dude i don't know like that's still fine you still got plenty of years ahead of you like like if it's ruining your social life because you can't tell people that you retired early and you don't have any money to do anything maybe just get a job yeah also oh that's what i was gonna say it seems like to me a lot of the people who are like prominent in this weird ass community and are like successful at it are just the ones who are selling the lifestyle to other people like they're the bloggers who are like this is how you fire and they make money off like i don't know selling their ebook on how to fire or whatever the fuck and it's like you're not actually making money like you're not actually working the lifestyle you're just selling the idea of how to work the lifestyle to other people and that's where you're able to do it like it's a lie which like that's like a hilarious scam in, in it a is way. a hilarious scam <laughs> like i read this article once about digital nomads and how it's like yeah like a scam dream and the people who do it successfully just ones who sell the dream of being a digital yeah. nomad it's not actually about them being a digital nomad yeah it's just their websites and like here's how to quit your job and travel forever uh, like surprise bitches there's no fucking easy shortcuts in life yeah like none of that shit works but like quit your job and travel forever is another one like i think when was it it was like a while ago or whatever that there was like this backpacker couple that went to new zealand and like they just they relied on like homeless shelters oh and stuff. my god Do you remember that was that? disgusting yeah. yeah like and that is just so disgusting to me because it's yeah. like no, you're not living the dream and being like a tr- – like, don't do that. Like, contribute to society. Mm. Like, seriously. Mm. Ew. And you just, like, have no excuse not to if you're, like, a privileged white person. Exactly. Which, like – There's nothing stopping you. I'm pretty certain that yeah, they, they were. were. Yeah. There was, like, literally nothing stopping them. Oh. <sighs> Yuck. Wow, that was a good one. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so from yours to mine, I feel like – they are the opposite, actually. Mm. So mine is an article in Foreign Policy, which like... I've already gone to sleep. <laughs> who is she? <laughs> Reading Foreign Policy. I've literally never even heard of no, it. No, neither have I. <laughs> um, and it's called Why Young Koreans Love to Splurge. Sometimes Ooh. blowing your paycheck can be a rational choice. Ooh, I love this. Yeah. So this is an article by Jongmin Kim. And she pretty much writes about how in South Korea at the moment, there's like this phenomenon slash like term slash way of life um and it's called she bal Byung, and loosely translated it means fuck it expense sign me up yeah <laughs> so um so she describes it as a psychological survival tool um and it basically is like an expense that you you it, it's a thing that you pay for when you know that you shouldn't but you do it anyway because like why not your future's gonna be fucked anyway yeah um so here's a quote from it. A shibal biong is an expense that might seem unnecessary, but that helps you get through a bad day. It's the $20 you splurge for a cab home instead of taking the subway after you've been denied a promotion or the comforting but expensive sushi you buy after you've been berated by your boss. <sighs> the term implies that you might as well make yourself happy right now because your prospects in the long term seem bleak. Buy that nice coat because you'll never get on the housing ladder. Eat that steak because you'll never save up enough to retire. And it's sort of like, like, I feel like we see like maybe shimmers of it in like our, in like Australian or like we see from like US society or whatever. But what I got from this article is that it's like truly a phenomenon in South Korea because like, for example, you know, BTS, like the Mm -hmm. biggest boy band in the world, they even had a lyric that was like, no money, but I want to 
eat Euro Ono sushi, worked hard to get my pay, let me be, even if I overspend, even if I break apart my savings tomorrow. I just feel like having like lines about that kind of stuff in pop songs Mm. just shows like how ingrained in the culture it is. And it it kind of makes you think of like treat yourself or whatever, but it's it's a lot it's a lot darker than that because mm. like the article goes into how like there is such a culture of like there are just these big families that own like the majority of conglomerates in South Korea and like there's just they pretty much control the economy and it's really hard for other people to try and get in. Um, and she even says like the like the title of a recent South Korean best-selling book explains it all and it's called I Want to Die But I Want to Eat Chokoboki, which are spicy rice cakes, I which I want to read. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's like this dark thing where it's like the only reason to live is just like buying shit that makes – like and eating shit that makes you feel good because like the future is so bleak. I – like I know I, sh- I shouldn't say I love this because like that's depressing but I love this and I well, feel really like – interesting. But I feel like that – speaks to a lot of people our age in Australia's kind of ideas about home ownership and superannuation and stuff. It's like, well, I'm never going to buy a fucking house, so what's the point in trying? May as well have fun instead. Or, well, the world's fucking ending. Like, there's going to be a climate apocalypse. Why do I need superannuation? I'm going to be dead by then anyway. Yeah. Which, like, I've been very guilty of that way of thinking as well. But, that, yeah, like, it does feel like we're – living in a time of the prospects just don't look good and sometimes it does feel like what's the fucking point and if the class divides are getting bigger and Mm. bigger as they are and I'm sure they are in Korea as well like yeah yeah like it must seem even more impossible yeah well um oh sorry and when I had a full-time job on days when I was particularly miserable I would often buy sushi and wine on my way home because I was like I just need – I need something to take the edge off, man. Yeah. Like, well, literally, what's the point of me being alive otherwise? Yeah. Well, she wrote, like, um, if South Korean millennials are squandering their money, it's not because they've lost touch with reality. Quite the opposite. For many of them, short-term consumption has become a rational choice, maximising the utility of money based on a realistic assessment of the future. Mm. Which, like, <sighs> love that. It's also, like – I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast before, but there is that – famous experiment where researchers gave lollies to kids like rich kids Mm. and poor kids and they said like oh you can have you can have one lolly now yeah Yeah, the marshmallow one yeah you can have one marshmallow now or you can wait an hour or something then you get two marshmallows and all the rich kids were like yeah cool I'll wait and get two more and get two marshmallows but the poor kids were like uh no I'll take the marshmallow now like why would I not take the thing that's in front of me when I so rarely get it and it's like I'm not going to miss my opportunity to have that thing and I can't remember what I was reading but it was some oh maybe it was a hundred years of dirt that Rick Morton book we talked about when he was like when you're poor like you just need that that kind of instant gratification because there are no long-term prospects for you yeah and you've never seen the second marshmallow in your life so why would you wait for it yeah totally and it's like that is where you're getting those moments of joy in your life yeah Yeah. but I feel like and yeah this is just so much deeper as well it's like they these South Korean millennials like they are making a decent living but like their rent is so high and it's only getting higher but their income's not Mm. and wow sounds familiar (laughs) (laughs) well I mean yeah but like it just sounds really bleak in South Korea Mm. um 
yeah and it's just like yeah it's like what's the point so she um so she sums it up really nicely um because she pretty much says that like the only way because she bell beyond like there are hashtags about it and stuff like it's a, it is actually a phenomenon. It is a psychological coping oh my God, tool. I want to like read more about this. Yeah, it's, it's really fascinating. Um, it's like so part of the culture, and so she sums it up in the end and just says like, millennials know they can't afford their small pleasures, but if they can't afford, but they can't afford anything else either. Even if they give up the splurges that get them through the day, only when measures are taken to make them believe that affluence is attainable will saving for the future make sense. Mm. So only only structural change will mm. make it like make sense for people to put money away like put money aside mm, totally. and that's why i hate this argument it's like oh okay you want to save like stop buying your coffee it's like no fuck off i want my coffee yeah like i can't remember if it said this in 100 years of dirt or somewhere else or whatever but it's like maybe to a rich person you're looking at some poor person you're like oh well don't spend you know one hour of your salary on buying a takeaway coffee on your way to work that's just stupid and it's like no, you don't understand that takeaway coffee is the thing that gets me through this entire day. Like yeah. that I have to spend that money to just cope with this all. And I just, it, that also really angers me because it's like a rich person looking at say like a regular person who is buying that coffee, their day would look so different. Their day would be like waking up, looking o- looking over the water, going to the fucking gym or whatever. Mm. And then going onto their like two board meetings. Exactly. It's like, yeah, you don't need a coffee. One, probably because someone is buying it for you or like you've got a really cool coffee machine that you bought. And like two, like you don't work as hard. Like you just, yeah. diff- it's just different. Well, it's like, yeah, you, you think you could go to that five hour shift and just like suck it up through that five hour shift because you're used to leaving and then going and having a nice life after that and before that. And so yeah. it's like, you're just getting through that shitty part of the day. Whereas it's like when you don't have a nice home to come back to at the end yeah. of the day, when you don't have some nice dinner to enjoy at the end of it, like the misery is your whole fucking day. <laughs> like you've got to get your bright spots where you can. Literally. And that's why I'm always like, you got to get coffee, <laughs> like fry my soy flat white out of my cold, dead hands. Yeah. I mean, I toyed with the whole like not buying coffee thing. I know. And I was like, Josie, yeah. please have some self-respect. Yeah. No, I'm like yeah. pro coffee. Mm. As long as it's in a keep cup. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, whenever like if a friend's like, oh, I'm going to not buy coffee to save money. I'm like, no, that's a bad approach. Yeah. Buy the fucking coffee. It's so true. And it also just like, I mean, I'm definitely the type of person who like, deprives herself and then like it's like a bloody like what slingshot and Mm. then I just go go crazy Mm. the other way so yeah not oh yeah like when you tried to stop shopping this month oh yeah (laughs) hey we haven't got to money names okay yeah sorry I'll keep a lid on it um you need to watch Parasite that movie I was telling you yeah I really because that's like I mean that's not what this is about but it's about like class in South Korea oh yeah okay Mm. do they mention anything about Shiba Beyond I mean I don't like not that I remember, but I wouldn't have known what it was then, so they might have, and I missed it. Yeah, but it's great. You should watch it. Oh, I should watch. I'll watch it and see. Also, yeah. someone in the Facebook group was like, "Oh my god, I watched Parasite. It was great. Thanks for the frugal recommendation." I saw. I was mm-hmm. really happy for you. Thank you. I got to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will put that. I'm saying this on air now, so that like I will put myself to it. Um, but I will put that link in the show notes of our episodes and like from now on we will link things in our show notes because I know that what are show notes that it's like the description oh my god <laughs> I don't know these technical 
<laughs> things. But no, we will start putting links in the show notes so that you can go and read at your leisure. Cool. <laughs> cool. Um, money A's and A's? Yeah. Okay. You have to go first for okay. reasons that will become clear. But become clear for you? For you. Oh, yeah. Well, let me start with my money nay. God. Jesus fucking Christ. So I basically had like the worst money day of all time. I literally in the course of a day like lost $1,000 just like poof into thin air. It was devastating. So I went to a tax appointment and even though Katie told me that I would be fine, who could have known that these hex changes came? Okay. I told you to go to a good accountant, not H&R Block and you didn't listen to me. I, did I or did I not? I don't think. I don't think even a like a different accountant would have changed it. Well, we'll never know now, will we? Yeah, I know. Hold that thought. Oh no! <laughs> have you done your tax? Yes, bitch. Oh fuck! <laughs> All right, okay. Um, I'll hold this thought. But anyway, I went to H and R Block, did my taxes, declared my freelance income, and it was like three thousand five hundred dollars or something. Is that all? Like, not that that's not much to make. No, no, no. But I, I mean, know how this story ends. Well, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's like, I was actually happy. I was like, mm, go me. Um, but because of like where I'm at with my salary and also because I left a long-term job and I got paid out all that leave, mm. it pushed me into like the, I was in the 2% hex threshold and that pushed me into the 4%. And so therefore, reader, mm. I had to pay fucking... I have to pay $723 in tax. Mm. She's just so sad. I just was like, <laughs> I was like, I thought the government owed me money. I don't want to fucking pay the government. It's just Devo. Yeah, that sucks. And then, and then like the H&R Block thing was like $124 to like, no, $136. So it's like that on top. And then when I was, I went to have brunch afterwards and then leaving the brunch, I fucking backed into someone's motorcycle and knocked it over and so, and then I broke their mirror. And so I had to pay $165 for their new mirror. Yeah. Listener, if I don't sound very shocked, it's because Josie already told me the story when she was like having a breakdown. Deep in the depths. Um, I'm going to tell you, like that sucks. I'm going to tell you again now what I told you when you told me this story the first Get time. No, like it could have been worse with the motorbike. I genuinely thought that was going to be like $1,000. Yeah. I was good. actually, it was, I was so lucky because because like my stepdad came and helped me like pick up the bike because I couldn't pick it up and I was like freaking out Mm. um and then as we were like writing a note because like the same thing happened to me like what when I told you about like three episodes ago someone smashed my side mirror and didn't leave a note Mm. so there was no way I wasn't gonna leave a note Mm. but as I was writing the note the guy came and he was like (laughs) devastated did I tell you what he said what Cause I was like, oh, you know, I just knocked it over, but it just seems to be the side mirror, and I'm so sorry. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's all good. It's not the damage; it just hurts the pride. I know. <laughs> I literally <laughs> got into my car and I was like, <laughs> like devastated. Oh, Josie. I know, and like from knocking it over, it also like hurt his foot pedal or something. I don't get motorcycles, but he like had that part at home, so he was happy to put that. Oh. So like, it could have been way yeah. worse for me. So it was good that he was nice and he was really thankful that I was honest. But yeah. See, this is why, well, one of the reasons why I don't fuck with driving men can be very expensive. The other reason that I'm very afraid of death. Yeah, well, (laughs) yeah. And every time I get behind the wheel, all I can see is a million ways to die and take out everyone around me at the same time. Yeah, there's so many ways to die. Um, But what I was 
saying to you when we talked about this was that I just feel like a good accountant should have been able to deduct your salary down to the point where you got back below that mm. hex bracket change, whatever. No, I, I actually do think you're right because she wasn't asking me that that many questions about stuff. She was like, what else? And I was like, I don't – because I don't know what I can I can deduct. Mm, That's the thing. Exactly. Okay, I'm not saying you're stingy, but in a way, this is an example of the difference between frugal and stingy. Let me finish. <sighs> Where like stingy is just like I want the cheapest option. Like I'm going to go to H&R Block to like when you pay $130 for my tax. And it's like, yeah, but bro, you're fucking yourself ultimately. Like a frugal – a true frugal like myself <laughs> knows that sometimes you got to pay a bit more to get the job done right. I will. It wasn't. It wasn't out of stinginess. It was out of laziness. I actually just didn't want to go into Surrey Hills. <sighs> I like literally was like, I just want to go to Maryland's and get it done. And she even said like, Oh, you're the first writer I've ever done. Oh, Josie. <laughs> so I did know. I was like, mm, Listener, is... you got to find an accountant for your industry. Don't just yeah. go to some blanket accountant. They're not going to be able to help you. It's, yeah, especially for creative stuff. But I mean, it's like sometimes you try to help a person, but they can't help themselves, know. you know. Look, I've learned my lesson. And I'm very much that person, you know, like people give me advice and I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool. But I really have to know for myself. So that was that fucking a thousand dollars down the drain. That sucks, Josie. It really does suck. So what's your savings like now? Have you had to take money out of your savings? So I don't really know how it works. Like, Oh yeah. Like when do you pay? I don't know. Like I haven't got like a letter or anything, but I assume they'll just like, or put something in my, my gov or something being like, you owe this much. Someone told me that if you pay 10% of your tax debt upfront, they let you pay off the rest very slowly on a payment plan. Yeah. That might interest you. Yeah, I might do that because mm. I just – I can't bear – because I've only got $1,000 in my short-term savings. Yeah. My long-term is like – my long-term is like 2800 at the moment. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nice. But, yeah, I can't bear just getting rid of that all. Mm. Um, And, like, the other devastating thing is, like, when you – when something shit like that happens, you just, like – spiral and think about every other purchase you've made and you're like why did I do that Mm -hmm. like so I was about to tell you before but yeah also like side note I fully forgot about no by July but (laughs) (laughs) if you're not in our Facebook group Josie posted in there she's gonna do a thing called no by July where she doesn't buy anything for I mentioned on the podcast but I just forgot join the Facebook group if you want that sweet additional content (laughs) (laughs) anyway um so if you have glam corner uh yeah i have so they have this thing where you can sign up it's like 150 dollars a month subscription but you get unlimited rentals of clothes so like if you have like a lot of events and stuff which i'm discovering i don't like i'm actually just like i don't have that much on i was gonna say like what are you going to <laughs> like you can get just like regular clothes like you like just really nice clothes like good brands and stuff um yeah it's like 150 dollars a month like unlimited but anyway I signed up for it on like the Thursday and I was like great idea whatever and then fucking Saturday rolled around yeah I mean that sounds like a bad idea no matter what to me well like I wanted to get it for October because I've got three with three weddings three weekends in a row okay so I was I was like trialing it out and I'm gonna you can pause it at any time so after this month I'm just gonna pause it until October okay sure um but it's been really fun but yeah it's like that's devo so did you get a dress from there for this Maxim party? Listener Josie's going to a Maxim magazine party. Yep. I sure <laughs> for some am. reason. <laughs> um, yeah, I did. 
Oh, cool. Yeah, I got like two options. Oh, great. Yeah, because you get like three at a time. But yeah. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I know. Like, I mean, it sucks, but it's like, I told you, I fucking told you, don't go to H&R Block. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. I'm just a baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know for next time it's fine. Yeah. Um, But money, yays. Mm. Okay, so. I knew this would be a long one. So basically, like, I'm really into point systems at the moment. I think that's, like, I feel like that's just my area of, like, money that I can get really good at because it's, like... Frequent flyer points? Like, frequent flyers, Woolworths rewards, flybys, you know what I mean? Like, like there's a whole world that we're not taking advantage of. Yeah, I would love to do an episode on extreme couponing at some stage. Well, we don't have coupons in Australia, but, like, I have a friend who's all, like, deals, deals, deals. He's always chasing deals. He's really? always getting deals. Do you reckon he'd come on the pod? Mm-mm. Oh, damn. <laughs> I want to know about his deal. But I'll milk him for info. Yeah, okay. So um, there's this thing called Shop Back. Have I told you about it? Uh, yeah, you have. Yeah. Okay, so I'll tell the listeners just quickly. <laughs> it's basically, like, a Google Chrome plugin, and it's to incentivize people to shop online. And so you go on certain sites and it will give you like a percentage of your purchase online back. So Amazon's part of it, like Woolworths is part of it if you do like click and collect. And so like it's only a couple of dollars here and there. It adds up. Um, it ends up. But then like it it all adds up and you get like fucking – I've got like 40 bucks on there now and I've only had it for like two months. So I'm like if I'm going to spend the money anyway, mm. I might as well just like get something out of it. Mm. Another money, yay. I've like decided I wanted to do my master's in creative writing and literature, but now discovering that I'm actually having to pay back my hex, I'm like, I don't want to do that anymore. I again, I told you this when you said you were going to do this. Okay, guys, I Josie was like, I'm going to go and do my master's in creative writing, and I was like, Josie. If you want to waste $20,000, just give it to me. I'll flush it down the toilet for you. But like, I will learn skill. Like I will, I do want to do it really badly, but I was just thinking like maybe another financial goal of mine can be to save up for like a writing New South Wales course or something. That's like a grand rather than like $30,000. Yes, please. (sighs) Like (laughs) what an, who could have seen that coming? What an incredible. I wish someone told me. Mm, Wow. (laughs) It's sometimes it's just like banging my head against a wall with your sweat. I need to come to my own conclusions. I say this to my boyfriend all the time because he does the same. He's like, me, 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 me. And I don't listen to him. And then I finally come to the conclusion that he told me, but I need to do it myself. It's just how I learn. God almighty. So you're not doing this uni degree anymore. Well, I've deferred it. So oh that's, that's <laughs> chat in six months. The amount of uni degrees you've like applied for in the deferred. I'm sorry that I haven't figured out my life path. <laughs> How much are you paying in these application fees? Uh, well, because I for this one, I applied straight to the uni, so I didn't have to pay an application fee. Oh, okay. That's um, good. For the last one, it's like 50 bucks. Cool. And I cancelled that. I didn't even defer it. So it's like, <laughs> don't even, not even a thing. All right. Oh. What's your money? Yay. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, but my money yay is that I went to the accountant and little old me oh. who made more than 20 grand freelancing this oh. year. Is getting eleven hundred dollars back in tax. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is that hurts yeah. me. I mean, I told you. I fucking told you. <laughs> is that in the picture? Yes. Oh my god! What are they wizards? Like they've got to be doing something. <laughs> oh, that's really good, though. I'm really happy for you. Yeah, but then like the accounting fee is three hundred, so it's like 
$800. Yeah. But then also I – so I'd booked – as you know, I'd booked this trip to Bali like months ago when I was really depressed and I needed a reason to live. <laughs> I was like, I'll go to Bali, eat, pray, love. <laughs> and, um, I booked it on points. Oh. Yeah. Qantas, Qantas yeah. And um, this trip was approaching. I was meant to leave in like three days. And I was like, oh, I don't really want to go to Bali, hey? <laughs> like, Especially like I feel like that would be so such a whirlwind. So you just came back from Byron. I know. Yuck. No, I, like there was no, yeah, no part of me that was really like ready for that journey. And so I was like expecting that I just have to forfeit the flight and lose what I'd paid in my points. And I was like, well, that's annoying. But like, you know, it's better than – it's the sunk better than just buying into the sunk cost fallacy of thinking, well, I've already spent this amount of money yeah. on it. So it's a waste of money if I don't go and spend, you know, another $3,000 on accommodation. Like, so I was like, no, I'm whatever. I'll cut my losses. Called up Qantas and I was like, oh, I was just wondering like what the deal is. Like if I can change my flights or like cancel them or what happens. And he's like, yeah, if you cancel them, um, you get all your taxes back and all your points minus 5,000 points as like the fee. And I was like, kidding me like yes do that right now that's so good. i know so now i'm getting like the 270 in taxes i paid oh my god mm-hmm. and all my points back minus five thousand so whereas i lost a grand in a day you kind of like just earned a grand mm. in a day with your tax and your yeah mm. yeah interesting so that was cool <laughs> she's like that's great for me personally <laughs> don't worry i have lots of money in a's as well so as you know I went to Splendor in the Grass last week. Mm-hmm. I was in Byron Bay for a whole week, eight days. Um, spent some money. How much? $1,200. In one week? Yeah. Yikes. Well, actually, it was more than that. But that's – I spent $1,200 on, like, the Splendor part of it. Okay, I'll tell you how. Yeah, okay. So on drinks and food at Splendor, mm-hmm. I spent $366. Which actually isn't that bad. Yeah, for how many days? Three days. Yeah, that's So that's like, yeah, a bit yeah. more than $100 a day. For like three meals. And alcohol. drinks. Yeah. Yeah. I got no beef with that. Uh, and accommodation and transfers, I spent $522 on. Yeah. Which is just like yeah, what it costs. But then I had some, I incurred some expenses along the way. So I bought this portable phone charger before I went because I was like, I cannot go to a festival and have my phone die and the stress of that, like, no, no. That's so I hor- bought horror. Yeah, it is a horror. Mm. So I bought a portable phone charger from JB Hi-Fi for $60, which is like the best $60 I've ever spent. It ha- contains like three charges. My phone was never flat. Like mm. I had not a care in the world. I could text with abandon and uh, still get home at night. It was great. So I spent $6 on that. Then um, so I didn't have a suitcase. So I like borrowed this suitcase off my aunt, but then I overpacked it. So then I got to Byron and the suitcase kind of broke. So I was like, fuck, oh, no. I need to buy a new suitcase. So then the only shop that was selling the suitcase in town was Aldi. So I bought this suitcase from Aldi for like $60, which is like fine, whatever. But, you know, I could have just packed better and not had to buy this other suitcase. And then also, turns out Byron Bay is really cold. Didn't know that. Mm. Uh, I didn't pack any warm clothes. Oh, I fuck. So I had to buy this like big puffy jacket when I was there that was $150. Which again, it's like, that's good for, it was like actually 
a good price for what it was and I'm sure I'll get a lot of wear out of it so it's fine but it is like well I could have just brought my existing warm jacket from Sydney I just didn't because I'm a dickhead oh, that's the worst thing like even with the suitcase thing it's like yeah but if you're gonna buy a new suitcase you probably would have saved up a bunch of money and made and bought one that was worth it rather than that one yeah well yeah. like the suitcase I bought is like a small size suitcase and it's like I already own a small carry-on size suitcase yeah. like I need a big suitcase that's what I don't own but they didn't sell any so I just had to get what they had Damn. and make it work yeah um oh and then I guess like I got shellac <laughs> before I went and I like got my lashes done again before I went neither of those things I would have done had I not gone and that was like 87 dollars yeah so I mean, you would have gotten up. your lashes done. Not that soon. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's fine because it just goes back to what I always fucking say is that, like, that is the stuff of living. It's what the point of life is. Like, shellac. I'm, not shellac, Jerry Seagull, <laughs> just Splendor. <laughs> yeah, I know. Splendor. But it's like, you said that off the back of talking about your shellac. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I just mean, yes, like, when I have like, I'm totally happy to spend that like thousand dollars on having a great weekend away, hanging out with a bunch of friends, having an awesome time. Like that's why I'm alive. Mm. Yeah. Totally. Um, but my other nays is that like, I don't know, man, no one's paying me invoices. It's really annoying. Oh. So I've got like $10,000 in work that I've like done an invoice for and the invoices haven't been paid or I've like done it and I haven't invoiced for it yet because of whatever reason and it's just like people just aren't paying the fucking invoices and so like when I got back from Splendor I realized I was like fuck I owe like $2,300 on my credit card because like that shit that I bought and then like my electricity bill which was like $360 came out and I had to buy a flight to Perth for my friend's wedding that was like $370 just like all this shit added up and I was like I just need to get this paid off because it's like stressing me out and I can't keep waiting for invoices to come in so I had to take $2,500 out of my savings to pay off my credit card so my savings went down from $7,500 to $5,000 and now I'm just like okay well, like I'm okay for now, but I got to pay rent again in another three weeks. Like yeah. what if no one pays my fucking invoices still by then? Like then I have to take more money out of my savings. It's like, that oh. is just annoying. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's like the life of a freelancer. Yeah. Huh? Like, and certain companies really drag their fucking feet. Let me tell you. I wish you could name and chain. I won't name and chain, but one of them owes me like four grand right now. It's really killing me. Jesus Christ. I know. I saw this tweet the other day that was really funny. It was like, you know, in Devil Wears Prada where like where Stanley Tucci was sitting there and and Hathaway is like next to him and she's like and he's like, She'll pay me back or something and she's like, Are you sure? And he's like, No, I'm not And then she was like, But what what do you mean? And he's like, You've got to believe or like something. Like I forget what the scene yeah, was. No and for real. It, it was like, That's life of freelancing. I'm having like nightmare visions of this company like going under or something before oh. they pay my invoices. Oh no. Which I'm sure won't happen. I, you got to no, believe, you gotta, Yeah, got to believe. <laughs> I believe. Um, but then also my other money nay is because it's a new financial year. Now I actually need to worry about paying tax because mm. the reason I like didn't have to pay tax this year is that I already paid a lot of tax on my like pay slip, normal pay invoices. So, not invoices, normal pay mm. from like actual jobs. 
um, now I don't have any of those. So I actually need to put aside money. And so I was kind of like, well, I need to put aside 40% of every invoice into this new account for tax and super because the tax rate between like 35K and 80K or something is like 33%. Mm. And then you're meant to do like 9.5% of super. So that's kind of like the minimum of what I should be putting away. It is just so hard doing that. Like I had this $1,500 invoice paid a couple of days ago and I was like, well, I just have to transfer 600 of it. Oh. to this other bank account and like if I get a $500 invoice paid it's like I got to transfer 200 of it to this other yeah. bank account like it just feels like my income is halved suddenly and even me being like yeah I'm owed $10,000 it's like no I'm owed $6,000 and that's not actually that yeah. much I don't know so that's just like wigging me out a bit but on the plus side maybe it's like that money will earn interest mm, not enough I know but like you will get a kickback from like putting it away, which like I guess people who I was gonna say people who pay tax don't, but then if you get a tax return, <laughs> never mind. Yeah, I mean, so now I've been talking to like other freelance friends and just asking how they do this, and like one of my friends said he put aside fifty percent of every invoice because then it was like when tax time came, he'd like give himself a bit of a tax return. Oh yeah, but then my friend. um Levens listens to the podcast hi Levens at Splendor <laughs> on the weekend said that he like he just does like one big job every year that's like five grand and he just like puts the whole of that away and that's like yeah. his tax for the year and I was like yeah that's in like that's a smart way of doing it yeah just having like finding one job a year that's like a big payout and being like okay this is my tax job and then getting to keep all your money from the rest of your invoices mm. so anyway I can just see how people get fucked with taxes because I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep transferring this 40%. Yeah. You know, it's hard. Or even, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I don't know the solution. But Godspeed to you. It's all right. <laughs> say lovey or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, do you have any other money, Nick Yays or Nays? No, that's all. Yeah. One quick money. Yay. Mm. How cute is my watch? <laughs> That's cute. Oh, I thought of another money nay. What? I lost my earring at Splendor, so now I have to buy new earrings. Oh, that is annoying. Mm. Well, my I was going to say, I didn't buy the watch. It was my grandma's. Did she die or something? No. <laughs> Katie. <laughs> my, yeah, she, but, like when I was four, oh. my mom gave it to me. I just think it's really cute. Yeah, it is cute. Yeah, thanks. Mm. Free. So, great. You know, frugal she's watching down on you or whatever <laughs> many people like to hear <laughs> shut up we're not getting into that on the pod um thank you so much for listening guys thank you join the facebook group um Follow we have a great Instagram. time rate review subscribe and stay frugal yeah and thanks again for listening okay <laughs> <Thank> bye <you. laughs>